Glory be to God in the highest. I welcome you, dear friends, to this Thursday morning. I want to glorify God for the privilege of we sleeping and waking up. Thank God for renewed grace and strength. Thank God for vitality. Thank God for preservation. Thank God for healings and deliverances. We return all the glory to God for His intervention. Even in the dream world, God gave you and me victory. We give Him praise this morning. Daddy in heaven, receive all our thanks and praises this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. My heart reaches out this morning to parents who are in pain, who are sorrowing, those who are confused, those who are stigmatized, those who are tired, particularly concerning their children, those who are in great afflictions mentally, physically, emotionally, parents who are tortured by reason of the lifestyles of their children. I pray for you this morning, the Father of all the families of the earth, Jehovah God, reaches out to you and heals all your wounds. The Lord delivers you from your pains, from your mental torture, mental physical affliction over the lives of of any of your children in the mighty name of Jesus I pray for you you have labored you have toiled but the devil is afflicting your soul with the lives of your children the enemy is putting a stigma over your life you have done all that you feel and you knew to do, but you are getting wrong results and you are frustrated. I pray for you that the Lord God of heaven will arise. He will visit you today. The Lord will reach out to you and help you. The Lord will encourage you. The Lord will deliver your children. The Lord will liberate them. Wherever such a child is anywhere in the world, regardless of the age or sex, I pray that God will command deliverance for such. The Lord Almighty will cause that child to come to his or her senses. The Lord will deliver at this time and the Lord will encourage your heart in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for speedy intervention, speedy help from God, even concerning the child in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh God, let there be healings, let there be recoveries, let there be helps. In the mighty name of Jesus, so shall it be. You will you will sing again. The Lord will give you reasons to rejoice. In the mighty name of Jesus, it is well with your soul. 
In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Uh, beloved, by the grace of God, we shall be praying more, particularly for the youths directly tomorrow. This is Valentine's season. It is the slaughter time, so to say. It is now no more love affairs. It is a time for several destinies to be assassinated. But we're going to be praying for our youth tomorrow. Please join me and spread this information, send these messages across to all your contacts, as many as you can. Let's do our little, little bit and see what difference we can make. God bless you as you do so in the name of Jesus. Now, I'm sharing with you this morning on Beyond the Teachers. Beyond the Teachers. Yesterday, I was challenging all our Christian teachers to arise because many of us today are, who are doing well, either in our spiritual lives or even career-wise, a number of us can trace our successes and, and the life we chose to the influence and the impact, the role one particular teacher or the other played in our lives at one time or the other. And um, I challenge all our teachers to arise. But this morning, beyond the teachers, yes, the parents will definitely account for the lives of the children given to them by God. No man has any moral right to give birth to a child he or she is not ready to cater and care for. The secondary caregivers, the molders, the God-raised Christian teachers holds a sacred trust for God concerning the souls deployed to the vicarage to nurture for God an awesome time-bound opportunity to positively affect, influence, and touch them with the love of God before they step out into the larger society. I'm saying that the opportunity given to teachers in schools, whether primary or secondary school, even in tertiary institutions, the opportunities given to them concerning those boys and girls under their watch is time-bound. We have time limit. Some three years, some six years, some less than that. And God gave everyone opportunity to do something concerning the lives of such children. Now, any omission at this level in their existence has very crucial consequences in their later days. Some of the teachers have the singular opportunity to fill the vacuum created by the negligence of the parents. As a teacher, you are positioned by God to fill the gap whether you are doing it or not is another issue 
entirely. I remember this story. I have shared this on this platform before. The one that formed the basis of my reaching out to youths today. It was an event that happened in 1993. And I listened to this early in the morning, 6.45 in the morning. Newspaper report. An event that happened at J in Ibadan. Where a child was hurt at about 11 p.m. in the evening. Alright. Why people have reclined back to their beds to sleep. And it was said that this child was hurt crying and crying. And all of a sudden, he stopped crying. Now, those who are hearing the cry of that child said they assumed that the mother or whosoever is bearing that child was discussing somewhere with somebody around the place. So, the child had a caretaker. Alright? And they didn't, nobody stood up to check what was happening. And in the morning, when people woke up, the woman was to cross the road to the other side and suddenly scream and alerted the people to come around and people gathered around at the drainage just in front of the particular house was this baby found that was wrapped in a shawl and that child was in the pool of his blood right there. Apparently, the mother wrapped him and put him inside that drainage believing that somebody will see it and pick that child up and possibly adopt him and nurse him up. Now, little did she know that she has given that child to pigs to eat. Pigs were going around that particular evening and they found something inside that shore and uh, unwrapped the child and started biting him. Started biting him. It was meat for them. I never knew that pigs were carnivores until that day. And they started tearing the flesh. Half of the head was almost eaten up. And one hand had been chopped up. Now, at the point the pigs were biting him, that was when the child was crying. But because the voice the cry was not understood. The language was not understood. That child bled to death painfully. Oh, when I heard that story, I was, I was torn apart. And as I was groaning over it, ruminating over the pains the boy went through before his final death, the Lord spoke to me and said, there are many more on the streets, groaning secretly, crying that nobody is paying attention and that we should reach out to them. That formed the basis of what I'm doing today. I believe that as the baby was crying, there must have been a cry also in the heavens, calling on anyone 
who could sacrifice the comfort of his or her bed for his soul rescue. As the pigs were approaching that baby, there must have been a sense of urgency in the heavens for someone to rise speedily, whether rich or poor, learned or unlearned, male or female, old or young, to overtake the pigs and save their soul. But no one cared. No man was available. Today, outside the school walls, are multitudes of young souls also in need of a little show of care from someone. Many of them struggled to get education in hunger and great difficulties. Today, they roam around the streets after graduation without no jobs, no sustenance, no hope, no help coming from anywhere. Some are from broken homes, no parental care, no guidance, no accommodation, no vocation, being left stranded. They have no alternative than to join the existing gangs of those who care, in quotes. The girls have become cheap prey to the hunting guys who appear to be empathizing with them. And when they do, we complain and raise alarms. What a wayward life they are living. And as these problems are daily escalating, God is looking for a man who is ready to let go of some personal comfort for the greater good of the young ones. By this, you will be touching families and a generation upcoming. You can be that man. You can be that family. You can bridge the gap. You can make a difference. Beloved, you do not need to be a teacher to do that. I remember in Second Kings chapter 11 from verse 1, the Bible says, And when Ataliah, the mother of Isaiah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the seed royal, Bel-Jehoshabia, the daughter of King Joram, sister of Isaiah, took Joash, the son of Isaiah, and stole him from among the king's sons, which were slain, and they hid him, even him and his nuns, in the bedchamber from Ataliah, so that he was not slain. And he was with her, hid in the house of the Lord, six years, and Ataliah did reign over the land. And the seventh year, Jehoiada sent and fetched the rulers over hundreds and the captains and the guard and brought them to him into the house of the Lord and made a covenant with them and took an oath of them in the house of the Lord and showed them the king's son. The result was that in verse 12, the Bible says, And he brought forth the king's son and put the crown upon him and gave him the testimony and they made him king and anointed him and they clapped their hands and said, God save the king. Now, you could see the labors, the secret labors of, of Jehoiada and the priest, how they labored together in the house of God, hid Joash from Ataliah 
Ataliah was raining the rain of terror on the street. Everywhere was tense, and several lives of the young souls, the princes that were to rule tomorrow, Ataliah has destroyed them, killed them all, and nobody could do anything. But thank God for Joashabia, who stole this one away, and for six years, nursing him secretly until a king was made out of Joash. The question today is, where are the Jehoshabias and the Jehoadas that will help God deliver our Joash from today's Ataliah to preserve, to nurse such Joash for God? Those who are ready to spend and to be spent to save lives. Your little contribution combined with my little can make a huge difference. Beloved, what can you do to save this endangered generation? Beloved, your little bit combined with another's little bit combined with mine can save a whole lot. Our generation, the generation upcoming, is endangered. Will you sit down and watch and be reading the destructions going on on the pages of newspaper or on the social media doing nothing? Will you fold your arms at this time, beloved, saying that it, they are not your children? Beloved, I believe heaven is also crying out. Heaven is in search for men and women who will rise up and team up and see that souls are saved. Tomorrow, by the grace of God, we will look into practical solutions. What can you do? What can I do? We must team up together. We must rise up now and save souls from this needless, sick, reckless destruction that is ongoing. Ataliah must be stopped. And we must rise up to fight this battle. I pray for you that the hand of God will rest upon you, beloved. The grace of God that will make you to rise up to, to do the needful. And to save this generation from extinction. God will rest that grace upon your life. Together we will save souls in the name of Jesus. Good morning dear friends. Let's rise up and do something. Make a difference. God bless you. Have a blessed day. I'm your brother and friend, Sunday Away.